welcome to this episode of Free Circle Freedoms. This week we dive back into Visualized American Government 1964 edition. We are reading out of chapter 3, and this week we cover writings of historians and philosophers, and we start to cover principles of the American constitutional system. It's sure to be exciting. Let's get into it. of historians and philosophers. Although delegates of the Constitutional Convention were realists who relied mainly upon their store of experience in practical politics, a considerable number were well versed in the history, government, and political philosophy of ancient Greece and Rome, as well as their own times. Those who were lawyers were familiar with the commentaries of the 18th century English jurist Blackstone. Madison, Hamilton, and others had carefully studied that Bible of political philosophy, Montesquieu's Spirit of the Laws, and from the French scholars, analysis of the English system of government, they extracted the principles of separation of powers. Footnote. It is noteworthy that Montesquieu's model, Great Britain, was already undergoing that gradual evolution under which executive and legislative powers of government were be- to be concentrated in the hands of Parliament. End of footnote. Many of the delegates were impressed by Locke's two treaties on civil government. The great and chief end, declared this celebrated English philosopher, of men's uniting into commonwealths and putting themselves under government, is the preservation of their property. Such a philosophy appealed to the men of substance, position, and responsibility who framed our fundamental law. We find Governor Morris virtually repeating Locke's words in the great debate on appointment. this next section we cover principles of the American constitutional system. Our study material lays out nine principles for us to cover. In this episode, we will cover four of those principles. Make sure you join us next week for the remainder of those principles. Let's get into the first four principles of the American constitutional system. Principles of the American Constitutional System Government Observed, Woodrow Wilson is not a machine, but a living thing. 
every living organism is animated by basic principles which give direction and meaning to its activities. The following, in brief outline, are fundamental principles upon which the American system of government depends. Number one, a Republican form of government. For the United States as a whole, and for each of the constituent states of the Union, it may be noted that at the time of the adoption of the Constitution, the monarchical system was almost a universal system of government. The success of our Republican experiment influenced other peoples to adopt Republican institutions, notably the French and the people of Central and South America. The maintenance of the Republican institutions in each of the states is specifically written into the Constitution. The principle that the Union is also indestructible is derived from the absence of any constitutional provision authorizing a state to withdraw and from the collapse of the succession movement as a result of the Union victory in the Civil War. Number two, a secular form of government under which church and state are completely separated and under which the government has no right to interfere with the religious beliefs or lack of religious beliefs of the individual. Number three, supremacy of the Constitution and all federal laws and treaties made in pursuance thereof. The second paragraph of Article 4, which proclaims the Constitution the supreme law of the land, may be considered the keystone of our federal structure. As a necessary corollary, it involves acceptance of the doctrine of judicial review. The federal judiciary, in hearing cases must decide whether the federal statute is in question, conflicts with the Constitution, or whether a constitutional provision or statute of any state interferes with federal law. In case of conflict, the judiciary has exercised the power to declare the conflicting measures whether federal or state, null and void. And number four, the right of the people formally to alter their constitution by the process of amendment. Although the method devised by the Philadelphia Convention is a cumbersome one, it does not require unanimous consent as was the case under the Articles. Amendments may be proposed by a two-thirds vote of both Houses of Congress or by a national convention called by Congress on the application of two-thirds of the legislator of the states. They become valid 
when ratified either by the legislators or by special convention in three-fourths of the states. No amendment has ever been proposed by a national convention. All except the 21st have been ratified by the state legislators. One provision of the Constitution is not subject to change by the regular amending process. No state may, without its consent, be deprived of its equal suffrage in the Senate. And that's going to wrap it up for this week on Free Circle Freedoms. Make sure you share, like, and subscribe, and join us next week where we dive right back into Visualized American Government, 1964 edition, where we cover the next five principles of the American constitutional system. Also, we take a look at evaluation of the system of checks and balances. It's going to be a good episode next week. Make sure you join us.